What's up, guys? This is your friend Abe. And Jake. And we are But What Do We Know? And we're coming at you with the last six episodes of Love, Sex, and... No, no, no. no. Love, Death, Robots. Love, Death, and Robots. And Robots. Not Love, Death, Robots. God, that show just needs to... We need to finish this episode already. Can I tell you something that really bothers me about the title that's not the fact that it's, like, not sex? The fact that it's very close to sex robots? That that that's what you always want to call it. Yeah. That's one thing that bothers me. Yeah. They don't use an Oxford comma. And I hate that. It's love, comma, death, and robots. Oh, okay, because I have no idea what an Oxford comma is. Oh, gosh. I got through high school, college, (laughs) and a master's program. No idea. I think... The closest uh, I get man. to an Oxford comma yeah. is I know that Oxford Dictionary is a thing, and I know that a comma is a thing. So I'm going to say that it's a very important comma <laughs> that goes somewhere. So we got two episodes into But What Do We Know being about movies and stuff. It's now a grammar podcast. Yeah, 100%. So <laughs> uh, this is where Jake just teaches me how to speak uh, well, talk well, speak well. It I'm not good at saying I'm just going to end this off. The Oxford comma is when you have a list and you have everything has a comma. The Oxford comma is when you do a comma and whatever. Oh, see, I that do that. comma right there isn't necessary in grammar, but it looks a lot better. Yeah, this podcast is taking yeah. a weird turn. Yep. There's a Vampire Weekend song called Oxford comma. It has one of my favorite lines of any song ever. What is it? And. No. Is that how the line goes? No. Oh. It's. Uh, are we cussing on this podcast? What did we decide? Uh, in the past episode, I did say a couple cuss words. Yeah. So we're going to have to mark at least that one explicit. Nah, not I gonna. really don't care. It's who gives an F about an Oxford, Oxford comma. And oh, I that's real, that though. funny. Because I don't even. Exactly. It should really, like, who knows what the F an Oxford comma is would right. be a better one. Right. Um, so we are on, oh, what is that? It's episode 13. Uh-huh. All right. And it's titled Lucky 13. Runtime 14 minutes. Tell me what you think in three, two, one, two. Two. Oh my You gave it a two? Oh my gosh. What's not to like about this? So do you have the synopsis of it? I mean we could do it off the top of our head if you don't have it. So after the drop ship Lucky Thirteen lost two crews, no pilot would fly her, but rookies don't get a choice. So we follow rookie pilot, she gets assigned this plane. Side note, do you know who that rookie pilot's based off of? No. If you've watched Orange is the New Black. I haven't. Pusey, the one that dies in like season three, spoiler, or season four. I don't know. She gets killed or crushed by a guard. I don't remember what happens. On the topic of spoilers, we spoil the crap out of everything we talk about. Yeah. So spoiler alert from now until infinity. Yeah. Um, For sure, it's based on her. It looks exactly like her. I'm not saying you're wrong, but I also don't know enough to say that you're right. Okay. Regardless. Here, I'll pull up a picture while you're talking. So she gets uh, assigned this ship that none of the other pilots want to fly because they think it's cursed. And she treats it well. She bonds with the plane. Um, I mean, that's really about it. (laughs) They go on a bunch of missions that seemed to be uh, impossible and she accomplishes them with her ship and with her crew and eventually gets in a situation where they're pinned down and out of ammo and so her crew abandons the lucky 13 and the bad guys use the ship as cover and uh oh before they leave the ship she sets it to self-destruct but it doesn't blow up when it's supposed to, and so she has to abandon the ship. All the bad guys use it for cover, and then it blows up. 
and so it, it protects her one last time. And it's implied throughout that the ship is conscious. Okay, that kind of looks like her. That for sure is her. Okay. I mean, look, I said okay. I, I don't know. I'm just so shocked that they use a real human and based off, like, the CG from it. Topher Grace is in one of these. As a human. Yeah. Like, re- without any digital. But they, Playing like. himself. Yeah. Which is <laughs> awful. <laughs> He's, his acting. Let me tell you. Do uh, uh, you want to tell me why you thought that this episode deserved anything above a one? I thought it was entertaining. Okay. I thought it was a little endearing. Yuck. What, inde- like, oh, this is just a. Like a love I mean, story? it's just a. My only other note on this episode is this is nothing that hasn't been done before. Why did you get a seven then? Because I thought that although it's been done before, it's not novel. It was still entertaining. Okay, let me tell you why I hated it. All right, go for it. Out of nowhere, well, one, there's no plot to this story. There was no plot to episode three either. How dare you? The plot was. Wait, wait, what was number three? Three is The Witness. Oh, yeah, I hated that one, too. Yeah, I know. Maybe that's what I hate about the most. Is when they don't have plots? Mm, or you, any story bank at all. You spilt to me that you think that episode 17 is bad also. Maybe I don't... I don't know. I don't know what it was. But I think it's such a weird thing, like, that they built a whole story around one person for some reason that can fly a ship when there's no correlation between this ship being number 13 and the crew dying. Like it just like, it's a coincidence that this happens. And yet this person gets this ship gets to fly into the missions. And then what was the weirdest part is all of a sudden this machine is autonomous. So it's like, she hits the self-destruct button. It doesn't go off. And then she starts shooting them. Were you them? watching this episode? 100%. Because from the time she walks onto it, it it's like, implied that it's watching yeah, her. And so the it's reason why, it's, why it works with her yeah. is because it, they have a mutual respect. She treats it well. She's, she doesn't walk in with a stigma. But this is like outside of AI. Like this is like far. Like it can decide when it wants to self-destruct. Yeah. I don't know. I just didn't dig this episode at all. Like I said, which it's, is a bummer. It's totally passable. Like I'll say, pass as well. Out of like, like pass on it. Great pass fail. Yeah, it's still pass. You know, I think I would still give this a, a pass on it. Like y- you can t- you can watch every other episode and miss this one, and I don't think that it takes away from the whole series at all by yeah. by missing it. I think the hard part is we've spent like three minutes talking about it. Already over it. <laughs> Isn't that the worst? Like, I yeah. already am like, nah, I don't want to do this. Yeah, I, I remember thinking some of the fight sequence, like the aerial combat sequences were kind of neat. What they're fighting against and how they fight is cool, but I think I've sure. seen that in other movies, so it's yeah. not like a crazy... The animation was cool. Uh-huh. Kind of like, like Call of Duty animation again. It definitely looked just like a video game. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe, like, if you put this in a video game... Of like any story mode that you mm-hmm. play, it could easily be split up into clips, mm-hmm. and so maybe if they built a game off that, hey Netflix, this is your time to start building video games. Why aren't they doing that? I, I mean, don't know. I, I mean, they have Snatch kind of did that. Did you watch? Oh, oh we I watched did. That. Yeah, yeah. We're gonna have to go over that in another episode. But I already know what you think because we talked about it. I know. Oh, that's right. Boo. Okay. Anyway, so let's go on to episode. Oh, I'm stoked. Go ahead. 14. Yep. 15, 16, 17. Which is Zima yeah. Blue. Zima Blue. Runtime is only 
like a little over 10 minutes. Yeah. Which is crazy. Yep. Okay. Three, two, two one. 11. Ten. Oh, okay. Yeah, I went off the charts with this. Yeah. One. I loved this episode. So here, I'll go first on this one. Wait, let's give the description. Okay. I think we should be doing descriptions before. I missed it on this one. I apologize. 100%. The renowned artist Zima recounts his mysterious past and rise to fame before unveiling his final work. So I love this. So let me start off. I hate the art community. (laughs) Like, absolutely hate it. It's like this thing where art is like... I remember us getting in an argument a long time ago mm-hmm. about, like, what is art? Mm-hmm. So I've, I've oddly come to your side and, like, everything is art. Mm-hmm. Anything can be art to anyone. Mm-hmm. Here's the problem with that. Mm-hmm. All has no value then. And then I watched an episode of Adam Ruins Everything mm-hmm. about what the art community actually mm-hmm. does and how they screw everyone over. Mm-hmm. And I hate it. And then I follow artists like Banksy who did that thing where he <gasps> shredded it. So funny. And every, you know how snobby the art community is? Yeah. They for sure look at that and they're like, oh, now it might be more expensive because it's rare. Like, you, he was making a deliberate jab at yep. how dumb this is. Yep. And everyone took it the wrong way. Anyways, um, and I think this, this episode is 100% like you guys thought that this was art when I was just trying to figure out what I was made for and who I am. And I realized none of this matters because what I really am is like the enjoyment of a simple task. So I have a little bit of a different angle on it, I think. I'm okay with Yeah. Because, yeah, so I'm sorry. I'm trying to formulate my thoughts here. So the... The whole premise of just following this artist's rise was fun because you got to see, like, how art might actually look sometime in the future. Like, when he, when they show the clip of the, like, they talk about how he entered, like, his truly monumental phase. Yeah. And it's, like, oh, that ma- a where they're, whole, yeah. like, it's, it's as big as a planet. And they're painting the asteroids yeah. and everything. Yeah, that was yeah. nuts. Like, I loved that that might be, like, where art ends up going. And I've gone to, so, like, last summer, not last summer, wasn't it last summer? Anyway, a couple summers ago, Liz and I went to the Biennale and the Documenta in Europe. Yeah. And we were traveling over there. And a lot of the performance art pieces and, like, what art was, was making a statement. Mm-hmm. And the statement that they were making, sometimes I was like, that didn't need to be said. Yeah. But sometimes it was like, oh, no, that's actually, like, really cool. I like the way they executed this. So, like, a couple that stand out to me, one that I thought was just dumb was, like, a video clip of this guy. Like, well, I thought it was dumb and also kind of appreciate it. He's walking up to this, like, frame, and in the frame is just a sheet of paper, and he has a knife, and he's just stabbing through it and then walking through it. And then he, like, the frame is in the middle of the of the picture he walks in stabs through the paper steps through it walks through the other side off camera new setup same exact thing and i thought like this was so like dumb like why why am i watching what am i supposed to take away from this yeah and i read the like thing and i was like that didn't need to be said Mm -hmm. and i was like i thought it was interesting because i thought how like what? It, how cool would it be to kind of play around the perspective and have somebody there on the other side of the paper so he doesn't see them, mm-hmm. and have him still go through the stabbing thing? Like then there's at least some like tension and action some and drama danger, in it. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, 
But one that I thought really stood out was um, there were, like, two ways to enter a room. Mm -hmm. And one of them... No, it was the other way. Sorry. I think you, you walk in and you walk across this, like, platform that kind of snakes through this room. And there's these, like, hands that are reaching up from below. Mm -hmm. And it was to talk about, like, homelessness and poverty and oh, yeah, people yeah. begging and stuff. And to really, like, as you walk through the room, that's, like, all you can think about is, like, how do I really feel about beggars and homeless people? Mm. It's, like... That's a cool him concept. Him making this, all these, like, blue things was him using this these mediums as a way of like exploring who he was yeah and the whole time you're watching it i'm like okay this is weird what does the blue mean i can't wait to figure out what the blue means yeah. and then they reveal that the blue is the tile of a pool that he was cleaning because he's actually a robot yeah that way back when was designed just to clean the pool and he didn't even design the color name no he i that was the best jab ever he was like it's the manufacturer's yeah. name for this color. Yeah. Zima blue. <laughs> yep. Which I wonder if that has something to do with Zima the drink. I've never had it. I've only heard of it. Oh, I haven't heard that name since Saturday or since uh Mad TV. Yeah, right. So, I think like but that means everything that she said in the beginning mm -hmm. was false. She didn't know that, better. Yeah, which is the story that somehow got propagated through so everywhere, I think basically what happens is by the time he's like being re like built to go on these like crazy things, which I love the way they the showed lava. him like communing with the cosmos. Yeah. yeah. Stepping into which that was literally Mustafar, like where that bend in the lava mm -hmm. was looks exactly like where Anakin and mm. uh, Obi-Wan have their like never fight. seen it. You haven't seen episode three. You haven't. No, that's why we do this podcast so I can watch those movies. Oh, we are for sure doing the prequels for Star yeah. Wars. <laughs> I can't wait. I hated the first one. Oh, we'll have so much to say. Anyway, um, it's okay that we're taking so much time on these this one because the rest of them I don't have very much to say. But this one, like the the whole like deconstruction of of what he's about was so cool. I think when he, so he starts out like every normal, so he is a human and how he starts out in the progression of what he does. So he does this. Well, that's what it thing. looks like. Yeah. So he, it, well, he is like representing us mm -hmm. to me. So it's like you start by testing the guidelines and the boundaries. Mm -hmm. And so you see that tiny blue square mm -hmm. and then people were like, Oh, what is that? And they wanted more and then just keep growing and eventually people forgot about how beautiful the art was and thought that that was the art. Yeah, it was the blue. Yeah, which says a lot about the struggle being the art instead of the art being the mm -hmm. art, which is cool. Um, and then I think just like the progression of him being built and then he like in the pool, he starts describing like, mm -hmm. well, these are the steps I'm going to take to get back to normal. I'm going to start shutting mm -hmm. down my mm -hmm. it was super good. Mm hmm. And I liked the ecclesiastical nature of what he says at the end of, like, the simple pleasure of a job well done. Oh, 100%. That fits my nature. I loved how beautiful that was. I need a list to check off or else it's not getting done. Mm. Yeah. Lists give me anxiety. I get it. But I also rarely get things done unless there's a list. Yeah. 
But I think, yeah, I think for me, this is a 100% great episode. If you watch this series mm-hmm. and you do not watch this one, awful. I think that's a mistake. Yeah, bad decision. I So I watched all these and... Um, I was like, Liz, my wife is like not going to be about any of these. And then Except. I got to this one. And I was like, this one I got to show her. Yeah. Did she watch it? She did. What'd Loved you think? it. Huh? Yeah. And cause she had heard me like talking about the others and she's like, I don't think I want to watch any of them. I was like, no, no, no. This one is unlike all of the others. Like there's no violence. There's no sex. There's, I mean, there's still love and death and robots. Where is the love in this one? Uh, the love is him and the, the job, I thought. His oh, love okay. for the job well done. His or maybe the, the love, love or infatuation the, like, of art. I thought, so, uh, maybe. I think, yeah, I think at some point he just created art. So I think going back to the art part, I don't like the art for artists, for most artists, maybe even for just some, it has to do with money. And I don't think that art really should ever have to do with money. Like it should just be this creative side, this process of creating and producing. Yeah. And so for him, there's no way it dealt with money because once you build a canvas that's bigger than a planet, yeah, there's no money that can buy that. Nope. Yeah. Uh, I think we should grade this one because as I'm like listening to us, I'm like, we are not doing this episode any service. Like, you you got to watch this episode. Yeah. Like this. I is think it's great. Great. One hundred percent great. Yeah. Definitely watch this one. Uh, and we'll stop talking about it because yeah. I don't think I'm helping it at all. Next episode. Blind Spot. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Okay, so Blind Spot is a gang of cyborg thieves stages a high speed heist of a heavily armored convoy. And I think this run t- it's like nine minute runtime. It's yeah, one it's of the shorter short. ones. Uh, uh, three, three, two, two one, one, eight. Five. I give it an eight, but my eight, remember, is pretty low. I. What do you think? So I, oh, I need to move the mic. I'm getting in an uncomfortable position. I keep sliding down this chair. Um, I think Mm. I love, the only thing that I think was so cool is the redemptive side uh, at the end. When there's like, they come back and you're like, oh, he stores this on his hard drive so that this doesn't happen. Right. I thought that was like, you, like you get half of a 10 just from that one moment. Yeah. So watching this. The, like, twist at the end is you're, you're watching robots doing this, like, heist. And yeah. Are they kind of humanoid? They're kind of humanoid. It's uh, it's never, like, explicitly stated how yeah. human they are. But from the get-go, they just start, like, dying off. And there's yeah. one bot who's, like, in there's one of these cyborgs whose, like, job it is to, like, have everything planned out and, like, protect them. And there's a new guy on here. And so the new guy's just watching everyone just, like, die. Yeah. And... It reminded me a lot of, like, Mad Max Fury Road. Okay. Where there's just, like, a chase and people are getting, like, run over and killed. And I was like, okay, so these people are dead. Yeah. And that twist of them being, like, stored on the hard drive was the only thing I think that saved this for me. Like, I would have put this at, like, a three because it was just, like, you're getting me emotionally involved in these characters and then you're just killing them off willy-nilly. And it just made it look like that one bot whose job it was was just bad at his job. Which was the guy, the same bot that stored them Yeah, was the bot that yeah. was bad at his job. Right. And that twist, I think, is the only thing that saved it. Because otherwise, I just yeah. thought, like, you have... <laughs> I have a note that just says, why bot bad? Yeah. Like, that one guy was just why terrible. <laughs> why use many word when a few word to <laughs> yeah. trick? When- I think that 
That's such a, but it's also a cool aspect. Like, he knew that he stored them. So the security aspect, meh. Mm -hmm. I mean, if I missed a couple, whatever. Mm -hmm. And that's why they weren't so freaked out when yeah. that happened. I think what the what drew me only to a five is mm -hmm. that I like there was so much tension, and I was like, oh, the whole team's gonna die. Yeah. And then they're gonna show that it was worthless what they were going after, for, like all the end. Yeah, I thought that. But then it did a twist, and the rookie survived. Yeah. He should have never survived. It should have yeah. been someone else. Yeah. And it was this like, well, the story should have gone somewhere else. So I was like, eh, five, whatever. Yeah. Also, I don't like those little mouse rat things they kept focusing on. At the beginning, it was like chewing the sprue. At the end, it was oh, chewing the... Oh, yeah. I don't know what the point of that was. Did get electrocuted by the guy's face? At the end. Yeah. Yeah, at the beginning, it was eating some fruit and almost got ran over. Huh. But I have no... Because, yeah, uh, like the next episode... I think the next three, like this one and the next two, were just very hard for me. Yeah. But, yeah, this one... I five. wish that the last three episodes w we could have had things like the Beyond the Aquila Rift and uh, Helping Hand. Like I wish those were the ones or we got Sunny's to end Edge on. Sunny's Edge at the very end. Yeah, the fact yeah. that we get to end on these is like, yeah. so blind spot. I would give it a pass. Like pass on this one. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't like if it's cool. Like, I think that this is if you if it wasn't for the bad language, it's for sure a Cartoon Network show. Oh yeah. Yeah, and I think. This would be a kid episode, yep. if anything. Yep. But then they add foul language for no reason. Mm -hmm. And it's just like there's this weird joke where they talk about sticking a gun up someone's ass. And it's like, OK, like, why is that? That joke was like an offhanded, just throwaway line. Mm -hmm. Why is that a thing? Yeah, you could have put something else. Yeah. Yep. But OK. Next, Ice Age. Oh, yeah. This. Uh, let me get the description. Season 1, Episode 16, Ice Age, a young couple move into an apartment and find a lost civilization inside their antique freezer. Yep. Runtime, I think, is 10 minutes on this one as well. All right. Three, two, one. Five. Nine. Huh? This is an actual nine. I love this one. <laughs> I? We, are, we just can't be friends. This is how it goes. <laughs> Holy moly. Go ahead. You can explain your okay. nine. Okay. So... If you if you didn't notice, let's rewind and reread the description. A young couple move into an apartment and find a lost civilization inside their antique freezer. Like I love. You understand the five? It was so oddball. It was just okay. Like it's such a creative, absurd way of presenting this thing. Okay. Like there's okay. some elements of like the borrowers, like a family, like walk moves in and like finds that there's this other thing happening. Yeah. But it's inside their freezer and it starts in like the ice age and so there's like a tiny woolly mammoth in his ice cube yeah thought that was hilarious they he like buries it in the pot potted plant so it has a burial and she's like oh that's good fertilizer and he's like yeah. too soon yeah <laughs> yeah i okay this is what got me uh-huh if i found a lost civilization in my freezer uh-huh you're telling me i would just be like oh okay that's cool and watch him no i'd be freaked out i'd be so excited or like uh, there was no Yeah, I think that was so anything. fun about it, though. It's uh, like, they're just like, yeah, we have these things. I yeah. guess that's part of our life now. And, then, and they just yeah. keep checking in on them, and every time they check in on them, there's, like, big advancements. Like, time is way accelerated inside the uh, freezer. Yeah. And they get to, like, war where they start developing, like, nuclear missiles, and they're like, let's just leave face. them alone for a while. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he burns, his whole face gets sunburned. And then, well, because then it goes, it keeps going because they rebuild after the nuclear war. Yeah. Which for sure gives hope yeah. to us. Yeah, I, I, I like that. Yeah. 
Because it, it, I feel like that's going to happen at some point in our lives. Yeah, there's, so. like, just nuclear bombs going off all over the freezer. And there is, their response is, like, oh, well, let's see. I guess they might uh, just kill themselves off. And they shut the door, and then they go about their business, and they come back later. And it's like, oh, they survived. Like, hyper-civilized, yeah. Yeah, and it's, like, way, actually, yeah. And then they get to the, I don't even know how to describe it. They fly in cars, and then further, they're just yep. energy. Yep. And then they... Yep blast off out of the freezer so i think they yeah once they become energy then they uh, basically become nothing and start over again but no one was there to start over oh yeah at the end it, it was dinosaurs at the end, it's a big bang yeah uh, uh, to, like dino- pre-dinosaurs again so two things yeah one i think it would have been cool for them to like for something that they did to start off the big bang super fun like, if they dropped something in the freezer and all of a sudden it was like, and dinosaurs formed, which I don't know how that happens anyways. Uh, two, best line is when they're sitting there. It's from the viewpoint of the people in the city, mm-hmm. but it's moving so fast that they're frozen. Yeah. And the guy's like, the, what are these idiots doing staring at us? Yes. Because <laughs> he had just made the thing like, oh, maybe we're their gods. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. You're just an idiot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, there is also something... There's an element of cosmic horror to this where, like, a big thing of cosmic horror is, like, God exists, but he doesn't even care about you. He doesn't even know that you're there. His what he's doing is so much bigger Mm -hmm. than what you are because the universe is so much bigger than you, like, that you could your existence is inconsequential. And that's like existentially terrifying. And I liked that element of this where, like, they were thinking, like, well, what if we are their gods? Well, their Topher Grace and his, like, wife's, like, experience and existence and interaction with the civilization is completely inconsequential. Yeah. So, like, if they were their, like, so-called gods, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And I think that's a – it's a fun uh, literary – genre i think it would be a fun comic book i guess to read maybe or a, re- a regular book mm. i don't know or if it was like more expanded i might mm. enjoy it where they had interaction with the people but outside of that i just didn't have fun wow yeah i feel I like i wanted fun more fun okay that's okay so what's your grade on this uh i guess this is a pass like this this passes oh uh, yeah sure pass on it <laughs> you say pass on it. Yeah. Again, it's just another episode uh, that I just man. don't right. want anything to do with. Next episode. Alternate histories. Oh, my. This one, uh-huh. if I remember right, is only eight or seven minutes long. Like we're it's real short. short. Yeah. Yep. All right. And this is almost last episode. 17? Second to last episode. Sweet. Multiversity shows an alternate history in which Hitler dies in a variety of comically fantastic ways. Three. Three. Two, two, one, seven, nine, three. <laughs> Is that a, a like ninety three? Like nine point three? I give this one overall a three, what? but there was a there was a point in time where I was like, oh man, I give this a nine. How did okay? Well, hold on. Let's so, get let's start the nine. Like it was okay. a nine for what? So I I thought it was just really entertaining. Yeah, I liked the weirdness of it. I liked that. Uh, I liked how in the first one, yeah, they're like Hitler dies at like this age instead of doing all these things, and literally everything stays the same. 
Yeah. It's just like delayed by like five years because somebody else goes and does the thing that Hitler would have done. Yeah. And I liked that, like, okay, I, I like that view on revising history and time travel of like, no, really, the things happen because, like, on the grand scheme, yeah, like, the cultural perspectives of things are so big yeah, that yeah, history yeah. progresses the way that it does. Yeah. So even if you were to kill Hitler as a kid, it doesn't actually change history all that much. Somebody else comes along and has the same ideas. Yeah. Okay. So, I think that. I think... Yeah. Like, as they go through the stories, my favorite one is when it's, like, it talks about Vladimir Putin. Yeah. And it it says two things that I'm, like, love that. The first real man to land on the moon. <laughs> love that. And then the that year scary, was buddy. 1988. Uh-huh. It's, like, bro, you – that's, like, 20, almost 30 years after we did it. Yeah. Which is crazy. Like, have they – they've made it to the moon. Yes. No. Like other countries? I think there's four countries that have made it. Is Russia one of them? I don't know if Russia's been to the moon. Oh, I know that we're the only... I'm, oh, we're the only gosh. one that's walked on it. We're, I'm pretty sure we're the only ones who've sent manned missions to the moon. Oh, okay. Okay. Because I think Israel's about to do it right now. Or has Someone... Don't once quote we this, get don't quote viewers, this. they will yell at us in the comments. Love like, that. Wait. Um, I think... So you're... This was... That was your take on for a nine. So that was for a nine, yeah. So for a seven for me, do you remember in... I almost say Guardians of the Galaxy, but in uh, we talked about this a little bit. Uh, Hitchhiker's Guide. Okay. So he's talking about the, oh man, I can't re- those fat bureaucratic guys. Okay. Do you know who I'm talking about? Honestly, Gargon or Blargons. I've only ever seen the movie in like snippets when it's been on like ah dang it okay cable. So TV. he describes this like. Uh, I don't know, the bad poetry, whatever. The one viewer we have is going to know what I'm talking about right now, right? Sure. Yeah, so... um, It's not me. Yeah, so... And then uh, his friend, who has a towel and is trying to hitchhike with him, he's like, hey, ask the guide who they are. It's that kind of... When you first start out this episode, it's that kind of thing. Oh, hey there. This is... Blargon, or I don't remember what their names are. They are bureaucratic, and it explains oh, everything. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The narrator? And I thought, yeah, and I thought that this was going to be the narrating type. Uh-huh. And I was like, I'm in. I love that movie. I'm in. That movie is oh. a terrible made movie, by the way. But I love the movie and uh, the different aspects of it. We should do it. that one, too, at some point. Okay, sure. Um, we should really do Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> um, but I think that as we, or as I kept watching... I was so bummed out because uh-huh. in my head, I've always done that. Like, what if I went back and killed Hitler and uh-huh. I wanted to see? But then it was like, oh, he got hit with a thing of jello. Oh, he got run over. Uh, yeah. Worst one, sucked dry yeah. by the feminist or the yeah. prostitutes or whatever. The, so Hated that. That's why... I, I'm going to say this now. That's why I say 9-3. Okay. Is I say I wrote without the dumb, weird sex yeah. alternate future. I thought this was hilarious. And they got down and I was just like, ew. They had to, like, slip it in uh-huh. just to go with the whole, like, subject titles, right? I, I don't know. Okay. Because that would be the love aspect, I, I guess. Uh, yeah, maybe. I just hate it. Like... Other, Nationalism it, is a weird kind of love. Okay. 
If it oh look with the rats like take over and the squid people get there in like two million something. Oh, uh, the squid people was hilarious. So speaking I speaking of which, yeah, if cephalopods could live on land, and had long generations like we do, for sure humankind would be in trouble. Why? Because they're brilliant. And oh, okay. Okay, so get this. Have we talked about this? I don't know if we have. No, but we're about to enter into something different. Let's have a trail list. <laughs> this is the side tangent of Jake's science podcast. Yeah. Cephalopods, definitely octopuses, and definitely squids. I don't know for sure if they've been able to identify it in the other cephalopod species. Yeah. But they're able to edit their RNA. How? On the, like, individual level. Yeah, how? Uh, they, it's a... It's in their genes, so their DNA has coded for this trait where they're able to edit their RNA uh-huh. on an individual level. So they evolve super slowly because their DNA isn't changing with time because they instead have this trait where they're able to, on an individual generational level, Do edit things. their bodies to be able to adapt specifically to their environment. So they're the most useless, useless and also the most incredible yeah. species. Oh, they're brilliant. I love so they them. can never get past or never evolve past what they are, but always I mean, adjust to what they are. I wouldn't say never, but yeah. Okay. Um, what? So anyway. Okay. Can you explain the, like, if they were on land part? So, well, they already rule the sea in a lot of ways. Uh-huh. They are. Because don't they take down whales? Giant squids, maybe? Or they at least fight them, which is yeah. pretty impressive. No, they're, they're able to problem solve. Oh, yeah. In like ways. An o- is an octopus one? Uh-huh. Uh, is yeah. an octopus? Yeah, oh. cephalopod. Yeah. Octopods or octopies yeah. or whatever they're called. Yeah. Freaking geniuses. Yeah, I said octopuses earlier. Did you? Yeah. My bad. Also, because we're going to get comments, octopuses, octopods, octopi are all acceptable pluralities of the word octopus. Octopi seems like a weird kind of pie, and I don't want that. Oh, gross. Okay. Yeah. Um, I So the episode, just for like how cool of an idea it was, because Cartoon That's Network fun. used mm-hmm. to run on a show called Time Squad. Oh, yeah. Long time ago. And they okay. would go back in time when someone messed with the time, and they would fix it and mm-hmm. like beat people up genius idea because the thought of every kid playing video games like what if they made a video game where i took a sniper rifle back to like the revolutionary war and handled things Mm -hmm. you could take out whole rows but um yeah i think the idea warranted it a seven everything else in the episode nah Mm -hmm. not worth it to me okay i give it uh i give it a pass pass i I mean it passes i would watch it but you're not gonna gain much from it I don't think I recommend this to anyone, but if you're already like if you've already watched sixteen of these, yeah, you just just keep going. make it. Yeah. It's only like six, seven minutes long. Yeah, I hate that the last couple episodes have been just passes. Yeah, they messed up. Well, we let's messed go up. to the last one. Secret uh, War. Oh, why do I keep want to call it Last Stand? Oh, sorry, the Secret War. Well, there's a reason for that. Uh, elite units of the Red Army fight an unholy evil deep in the ancient forests of Siberia. Three, two, one, four. four. Ah! What? Shut up. No! This is the first one where I think we've got it exactly the same. I think our ratings are going to be the same, too. Uh, I, my only note for this one is, didn't we watch this already? Oh, that wasn't, that wasn't my... I didn't, don't have my notes with me, but my only note was, I've seen this too many times. Yeah. 
it's like the soldier that you're fighting with is also your son, but you don't find out until the end. Yeah. Also, why you're only this small unit and you have to fight against like thousands of demons. Like, yeah, like that the are like pouring stand. out of hell. Which uh, there's a portal. Basically, what it's I took the away from exact it is like same thing uh-huh. as the farmer one, just different animation. Yeah, yeah. So th- that's yeah. the thing. Is like this. A lot of this, like the art style, reminded me of uh, Shapeshifters. Like, oh yeah, like the Call of Duty, Call of, like yeah. realistic. Yeah. Yep. Like it seemed like a cutscene from a video game. Uh, the like you're saying, it reminded me a lot of Suits. Yeah. The the horde of things that are real stabby. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. I, this was just underwhelming. This was a. I finished watching this one and I was just like, that's it. Like I, I yeah. want more of this. Because I don't feel like I'm done watching this series. This seems like a middling episode. Why would you finish with this one? Yeah, I think it tried to add something new uh, to... I'm trying to think if I could... Okay, I don't know history. Mm-hmm. And in reality, I'm garbage at history. Yeah, me too. Like, like I'm a dumpster fire of a human when it comes to history. <laughs> <laughs> and this is what I... This is why. So history is history... And that's that to me. Like, I had no reason to study it in high school. And so I missed out on a lot. But if I can place these people, mm-hmm. it's like World War II-esque mm-hmm. era Russia. They mention that. Do they? Yeah. They Where they're talking about, like, there's fighting on other fronts, right? They mention that uh, there's forces dealing with Hitler in the West. Oh, thank God. Like thank God I was right on that. So uh, it mentions it. That was my end. So... What I didn't like is it's the same thing that I didn't like about the movie Hellboy when I watched it. Mm-hmm. There's just like they try to add this supernatural spin on mm-hmm. something that is a very natural humanistic thing of war. Mm-hmm. Like don't try to spin how awful humans are. Just let us be awful. Don't add aliens. Oh, don't yeah. add Like that's such a weird addition because then you're trying to say like, oh, not only are we awful, but there's also this thing that we're fighting. So we're trying to like do good for the world. No, no, no. We're awful. We killed ourselves. We do that. Whatever. Yeah, yeah, I don't like that. I also don't like the stabby things when they're not cartoon-esque, like in Suits. Yeah, like yeah. this is, it was very... When they're more real, it becomes a horror movie. And I don't like horror movies. <sighs> yeah, isn't that weird? I love them. Uh, well, let me rephrase that. I don't like horror movies that deal with demons and stuff. Yeah, we've talked about that. Yeah, outside of that, I can watch the uh, It and all that stuff. Uh-huh. The clown, that doesn't bother me. Um, but when it comes to like demon stuff, I don't know what it is. It bothers me. Yeah. I think this episode is a fail. Oh, you get a fail. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, because I don't know gonna... what it was trying to accomplish, but all yeah. the things that I would think that this episode would be trying to accomplish, it doesn't do. It's, it's like a, a mild Darth Vader esque, like, Oh, also this is my son or also I'm his yeah. father, which I don't, I, okay. I that, didn't even, I didn't even catch that to be honest. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I just, just watching it. Everything was going on. I think I may have fallen asleep. I get it to, to come all the way to the end and not end it with Sonny's edge or something better than this. Mm-hmm. Uh, it warrants a fail. Like you could stop at Hitler or whatever that was. Alternate histories. You could stop there yeah. and I'd, I, it would be a better stopping point than this one. Yep. Uh, so I, I give it a fail. Yeah, fail. But that's that's, that's the last six episodes. Yeah, we're done. Yep. So enjoy this better sounding one. Yes. Try to enjoy the not so good sounding ones. 
We're uh-huh. still working out the kinks. Uh-huh. It's a new podcast. Uh-huh. Uh, but what do we know? Join us next week. For? We're going to talk about Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah, we are. We're definitely going to talk about Napoleon Dynamite because I think it's by far one of the worst movies ever made. And I have a lot of different opinions. But so. what do we know? But what do we know? This is Abe. And I'm Jake. Bye, guys. Bye.